How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island jam like you're all in the same garage. Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions may apply. Analysis by Eucalypt Speed Test Intelligence Data. Fixed median download speeds. USQ3 2023. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. We don't usually talk about the defense as like a big part of our podcast because we there usually isn't as much to talk about as there is tonight. So it's usually just like, it's usually just like, wow, they were good again. Yeah. All right. Yeah, it's like, okay, now we're talking about the biggest... Except, except when Brian just decides to hate on Hampus Lindholm. I was I, thinking I of him. I was thinking of him a lot. I could hear his voice, like, it's like it was over my shoulder as we were sitting. Because me and Scott sit next to each other. And, and by the way, Scott loves that so much. I was singing One Direction to him. Um, That's what makes you beautiful. And he was just, like, ignoring me completely. But it's like Brian sitting there with us because I can like hear his voice like God, bad turnover by Lindholm. Like just like feel like he's he his like mindset somehow has like crept into my own internal thought process. But without going into what Brian's thoughts might have been, we'll we'll wait for him to come in. This is the biggest test the Bruins defense had the entire season. You call up three guys, one being Mason Lore, who has not played an NHL game. He had a great preseason, but this is his NHL debut, which is huge for him. Uh, Ian Mitchell being the player that had already been up, but had been waived, went down to Providence, come back. And then Parker Wotherspoon, who a lot of people were texting me the day before the game when he got called up, who is this? Um, I thought played solidly. I, I would say that the Witherspoon-Mitchell pair, the best way I could describe it was like adequate. And that's that's what they needed to be. They weren't special. They made some reads that weren't correct, but they also generate, Ian Mitchell ge- does have a way of generating offense with his shot. Um, and I thought Witherspoon didn't look like a defensive liability. And I know those don't sound like really high marks for a, for a D pair, but in the minutes that they had, they weren't a liability. And sometimes when you get, you have to call up three defensemen. Somebody there is not ready for, you know, for, for that kind of task. Yeah, that they were they were fine for what they had to do. They obviously didn't get a ton of, you know, Motherspoon and Mitchell are both under 14 minutes, and that's about what you expect. Like that's you know, you don't want to have to rely on those two for a whole, whole lot. And the Bruins really didn't have to. Um they clearly relied on on the top four. If you you know you look at their ice time, Lindholm ends up at twenty nine thirty one. Um, Carlo almost twenty three, Shattenkirk twenty two, and Lorai twenty one twenty eight in his NHL debut. And uh, you know Montgomery talked about basically just trusting Lorai. Like the more he played, the more he stacked good shifts on on top of each other. 
the more you felt comfortable just rolling him out there. And, you know, down, down the stretch on the third period, it really did become like pretty close to just a, a four man rotation where uh, he put Lindholm and Carlo back together to match up against the Matthews line. He felt like the Matthews line had started to win its matchup a little bit too much. So decides to reunite the shutdown pairing. And then, Laura and Shattenkirk ended up together after Laura obviously started the game with Carlo and thought Laura and Shattenkirk looked pretty good together too. Um, obviously, you know, got them at least away from Matthews, but that means they got a lot of Tavares and Nylander. So it's not like that's a whole lot easier. That's still a really good line. Um, but yeah, I mean, Laura was, was making things happen. They're throwing them out there, uh, throwing him out there for a lot of offensive zone faceoffs because it's like, yeah, in a, in a tie game, that's he's one of your best bets to try to create an offensive chance. Like he already has that as you know, twenty two year old rookie making his debut. It's clear like what he can bring at that end of the ice. And I thought as the game went on, he he got more and more comfortable at the other end of the ice too. Um, you know, you saw a good stick from him. Uh, you know breaking up chances in the D zone. He's got, there weren't a ton of penalties, which was actually great. It was nice to have a Bruins game. That wasn't a a special teams fest for once, because a lot of this game was played at five and five and it was really exciting hockey. Like it was, it was up and down lots of chances both ways. Um, But Laura did end up, he was second among Bruins defensemen in shorthanded time. And part of that is because, one of the penalties was on Brandon Carlo. So he's your number one penalty killer and couldn't be out there for that, for that uh, PK. Um, but yeah, there was like, there was one sequence where Laura twice broke up chance. You know, one of the few times you noticed Tyler Bertuzzi, uh, Laura got a stick on Bertuzzi rebound chance that would have been just about a, a wide open net. If, uh, if Laura hadn't gotten a stick in there, and then, like, seconds later, just straight up stole a puck from Bertuzzi and uh, cleared, it, cleared it up to Marshand, and that basically killed the end of the penalty. Laura is sneaky on offense. All of a sudden, he sneaks down, and, like, he had a point-blank chance in the crease. And I was like, who was that? Oh, what? That? When did he get down there? Like, all of a sudden, he was just there. He was at the side of the net a few times, and then in overtime, they have him on a shift with uh, Zaka and Pasternak, and he's just parked in front of the net. Like, he's letting Zaka and Pasta, like, circle the top of the zone. And he's just, literally just parked himself there. It's like, interesting strategy. You don't want your, like, Pasternak isn't the most reliable defensive player to have your defenseman shifted that low. Uh, I was like, that's an interesting strategy. But you know what? It must have been part of it. Because he doesn't, he's not, he's, it's his first game. He's not just going and parking in front of the net in a three-on-three overtime situation, unless Montgomery said, go do that. So I don't think that was just like an ad-lib on his part. I think that that's what they wanted him to do. Yeah, for sure. It certainly seemed intentional because like as soon as they got into the zone, he, he went right there. Um, and, and part of, like, obviously he's used to battling in front of the net in the D zone. So you figure he, you would think like those skills can translate. Um, you know, I, I know I've seen, at practice plenty of times where they do drills where there's net front battles and, you know, the defenseman will be defending one time through and then like 
be on the offensive side of it the next time. And, you know, you sort of wonder, like, what's the point of having Brandon Carlo, like, be a net front guy on offense in a drill? But it's because it's like, it's all the same ideas. It's all, it's all still about positioning and, and, um, you know, just winning those battles. So I'm sure Laura's skills translate. And, you know, another thing that like really stands out in his game and, and plenty of people have said this is just his ability to make plays in small areas, like how good his hands are for someone his size with, with that reach, like, you don't see too many players like that who, you know, can make like a quick little deke to get inside a, a four checker and start a breakout. Like Matt Grizzly can do that. We've seen him do that, but that's because he, you know, he's not as lanky. He's not as rangy. Like there's not as much going on to try to coordinate, to make that kind of move. And Laura is just so smooth. And he had, he did that a couple of times where it's like, you know, it would be kind of tight quarters and he would just get it, make like a quick move. And next thing you know, it's he's going up ice or it's off his stick for a pass. Um, you know, you saw him have a couple, couple of nice stretch passes uh, in transition. And again, that's just that, that confidence growing. You know, I asked him after the game, like, could you feel your confidence growing throughout the game? And he said like, yeah. And it's like, that's when you start to see him making more, more plays, but still smart plays, like not, not taking crazy risks or anything like that, but just realizing like he can play at this speed. He can play against this competition. He can do the things that he was doing in Providence or at Ohio state before that, that like, yeah, he's, he's good enough to still do those things at this level. How powerful is Cox internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island jam like you're all in the same garage. Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions may apply. Analysis by Ookla speed test intelligence data. Fixed median download speeds. USQ3 2023. Searching for a parenting podcast you'll actually want to listen to? One that covers everything from how to deal with picky eating, how to grieve a pregnancy loss, and how to not hate your partner after having kids? Well, your new favorite podcast, After Bedtime with Big Little Feelings, is here. Hosted by two BFFs, this is a no-shame parenting podcast. Listen to and follow After Bedtime with Big Little Feelings on the free Odyssey app and wherever you get your podcasts. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. And and his teammates all have confidence in him to play that way. And one of the things that was talked about by Jim Montgomery, who first of all said that he belongs here and he told him, you know, you're an NHL player, go prove it to, you know, go prove it out there. Um, Montgomery was playing him be out of necessity partly, 
but it probably what was a more comfortable role for him, which is a top four defenseman role, like not just filling in with a few minutes, not getting into the flow of things. Uh, he was able to kind of play a normal style of game for what he's used to at Ohio state, where he was getting a lot of ice time and in Providence and, uh, that I think really freed him up to not get in his own head, not worry too much shift by shift, like knowing he was going to get his ice time. And he he did get into a rhythm. I thought he broke up some plays really well. Um, just was hit like a stick check or picking off a pass. Um, I like the Lori Carlo pairing, but I also thought it was effective when they when they took it apart and put him with Shattenkirk. So um, I think my main question here now is with these call-ups and with McAvoy, though he's appealing, very rarely suspensions get changed. Um, So this was game one, three games left on his suspension. Grizzly on long-term IR, Forbert day-to-day. How sustainable is it to have, say Forbert doesn't come back or, or maybe he comes back, um, how sustainable is it to have these three defensemen in your lineup, have it hold up and, you know, not notice as much that you have those key guys out of the lineup? I mean, it held up against the Leafs and they have one of the most talented offenses in the league, even, even though they haven't really been like, Leafs are middle of the pack and scoring right now. So they haven't quite been playing like that, but we know what the talent level is. So you know, Saturday will be another test. We, you know, Bruins just faced the Red Wings. We talked about how, especially offensively, they've been off to a great start. So that'll be another good test. Dallas is a really good team. Like, yeah, they're going to be tested. Um, they might get forward back. He's considered day-to-day, so uh, possible he returns. But, um, yeah, I mean – I guess I like I would say I'm still relatively confident in a top four of you know however you want to line it up Lindholm, Shattenkirk, Lorai, and Carlo. Like I don't I, I think Shattenkirk's been playing pretty well when he's gotten bumped up with you know better players. I thought I had mentioned on the last pod like him and Lindholm together, even in you know a small amount of ice time, had been good even before tonight. I thought they were solid to start. And then Shattenkirk with Lori as the game went on, I thought looked good. So I still think that's a fairly strong top four. And then, yeah, the third pair, like I would have questions if you have to go five games with a Wotherspoon Mitchell third pairing, but you're probably not going to. It might be one more game. It might not be any more games. Like Forbert could be back the next game. So, um, you know, not that Forbert's like a huge difference maker. I think, you know, I've been pretty clear and we've been pretty clear that like, you know, we're maybe not the biggest Forbert fans in the world, but at least he's, you know, he's an established NHLer and uh, can provide some, um, you know, solid play on that third pairing and obviously on, on the penalty kill. Yeah, and, and obviously people are probably thinking, what about Jacobs Borrell? But we believe that it's a cap situation that he has no. a higher no. That they they have plenty of cap space. I think he's just that far down the depth chart. If 
if they had wanted him here over Parker Weatherspoon, he he'd be here. So I don't. Okay. It's not well, you know obviously not obviously not a great sign for where he is in in the Bruins' eyes right now. But um, you know, I did I did see he had an assist. I think Wednesday night in Providence's game. So I don't know. Maybe he's starting to turn a corner, but. Um, yeah, it seems like it's been not maybe not the best start for him down in Providence. And I guess that brings me to the next point, which is maybe if either Mitchell or Weatherspoon struggles, maybe he sees a whirl at some point, depending on how long the overlap is of these three defensive injuries. Um, and not to be overlooked in why this could be sustainable, even though for a lot of teams, they don't have the depth to dis- to sustain that. Um, for say a four game or, or so stretch is because they don't have the kind of goaltending that the Bruins have. And Jeremy Swimman had another amazing game in net. Allmark has been great all season. That's why they don't have anything in the loss column this year yet. So Swayman, first of all, in shootout, Swayman just, you can tell just by his body language that he loves doing it. And he also has mentioned that he, he's one of the goalies who just, loves a shootout um, and he's going against and making a stop against Austin Matthews. Uh, so, and I believe uh, Nylander was the the first skater. Um, and so those are two guys that are very difficult to stop. He read it the whole way. Um, I wouldn't say it was luck. Sometimes it is with a, with a score like those two, but no, he, he had really great reads. He had some amazing saves earlier in the game and goaltending really fixes or uh, patches up some of the holes in a roster that might be struggling defensively. Not that the Bruins are struggling defensively, but they have more blemishes without McAvoy for sure. Yeah, the Toronto had a lot of shots. I thought for the most part, the Bruins did a decent job at least taking away like the slot area, but they did still break through for a couple like really point blank chances where it was just like pure reaction for Swayman and um, you know, the, the, the two goals against, like, I don't know how much he could have done there. The, the first one, we didn't mention this while we were talking about Lori, but, uh, you know, Marner kind of steps inside Carlo and, uh, his shot deflects off Lori's stick and goes in. It looked like it was probably actually going to go wide had it not gone off Lori's stick. Um, which was a tough break for Lori because actually earlier that same exact shift, he sent Zaka in alone and could have could have made three nothing, but Samsonov made a good save on Zaka. Um, and then Toronto's second goal, which was only a minute three after the first, it's just an awesome shot by Matthews. Like, you know, virtually no time and space to get that off, and just an absolute rocket of a release over swim shoulder right under the crossbar, like. I don't know it's how much any goalie's really doing about that one. So no, it's kind of one of those shots where there's only such a small percentage of players that can get it off, which means that you're you're probably not reading shoot necessarily, or at least not a shot like that in that situation as a defense or a goaltender. So um that one I don't fault him on either. And it was kind of a series of unfortunate events where um, like you mentioned, there was a chance on the other end with Laura and Zaka and then you kind of get caught a little bit deeper than you want to there and um, have to try to fight your way back. How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island 
Jam like you're all in the same garage. Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions may apply. Analysis by Ookla speed test intelligence data. Fixed median download speeds. USQ3 2023. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. We all agree that reducing carbon emissions is a good thing. And once again, Toyota is leading the way. We hear a lot about fully electric vehicles, and Toyota has them with more on the way. But we also know a BEV is not for everyone, whether it's because of cost, range, or concern about finding a charging station when you need it. Plus, the raw materials used to manufacture batteries are limited. Enter Beyond Zero, Toyota's vision for a carbon-neutral future in vehicles, and in manufacturing plants, too, in the years ahead. The materials used to make just one long-range battery for an EV could be used to make batteries for six plug-in hybrids or 90 gas-electric hybrids. That's why Toyota's position today is electrified diversified, empowering you to choose how to reduce your own carbon footprint with the vehicle that's right for you. A hybrid, plug-in hybrid, or battery EV. So shop, learn more, and get details at toyota.com slash beyondzero. Toyota, let's go places.